Hey, welcome to another edition of the Interesting People Podcast. Patrick Haynes here with Sam Tressler the Fourth, the director of Area 31. How's it going, Sam? Doing pretty well. Awesome. All right, so I'm really excited to talk to you because I kind of have a general idea of what Area 31 is. What's the deal with Area 31? We're right downtown, tucked back down an alley off Patrick Street, and uh, we're a small studio. Basically, more than anything, just want it to be a hub and a stage for creative inspiration in town. Try to help connect the arts and then also inspire people that are either making art or want to make art to have a platform to show and do that art. So I saw there was a post. It looks like you guys also air a lot of independent films. Is there a lot of space for people to come in and see movies? Right. I work with my partner, Clark Klein, who runs the 72 Film Fest. And then Mike Peters, who owns the company here. And we're trying to help provide things that we think are missing in the downtown community. And my focus is in filmmaking. And my passion is in filmmaking. I figure you can't really make good films unless you know what good films are. And we don't have a real independent cinema in town. Once a week, we use our space as a pop-up theater to show art house films. And we've been paired up with the uh, Janice Film Library, which is part of the Criterion Library. So once a week we screen free movies on Mondays that are a selection of films from that library that we program. People come, and then we have discussions afterward why this was an important film in the history of film or why we liked it, why people didn't like it. And then we also bring films that otherwise wouldn't get shown in Frederick, first-time independent films that you'd have to go down to Bethesda or to Baltimore to see because we don't have an art house cinema here. We show those once a month and program those from various first-run art house distributors. Anything coming up that people will be interested in seeing? I got two films coming up that take us through the end of the month. One is this Monday we have a film called Blind Chance from a Polish director, Krzysztof Kieslowski. He's a pretty amazing director. If anyone's familiar with him, they might have seen his Red, Blue, White trilogy, or The Double Life of Veronique. I think that's going to be an awesome film for everyone to see. And then we have an Italian film called Divorce Italian Style, which is more of a comedy. So we try to mix in all types. In October, we're playing another independent film called Lucky, which features David Lynch. It's about an older gentleman kind of just roaming around and living an existential lifestyle. It looks like a pretty cool one. And then in November, we have that 100th film from director Takashi Miike, and it's a samurai flick that looks pretty epic and and uh, pretty interesting, but with a with a major budget. I'm looking forward to all those. And you also said so. It's also a creative space as well. What kind of uh, resources do you guys have for local filmmakers? So we have a studio which people can rent out um, for shoots or for events. Even we've had people come in here and throw shows or product line launches, etc. This Friday we even have three bands playing for for an event that they're throwing here. We also, out of the studio, we run a camera rental house. We've got four top-of-the-line red camera, cinema cameras, and a lot of lighting gear, a lot of support gear. We also do production work, so if companies need video work, we can also provide that, whether we do it ourselves or whether we hire out with uh, some of the professionals around that also do production work. Okay, kind of mind-blown that there's like a bunch of red cameras (laughs) in downtown Frederick, I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, most people don't know it. And I mean, the tough thing is a lot of people in the Frederick area aren't shooting at that caliber or don't necessarily need, you know, four, six or 8K footage to be shot. But we've got all the means right here to make something on a cinematic level, on a Hollywood level, but at the same time have the artistic voice that doesn't require, you know, working with the big studios. So that's the future that we're planning to build is bring a real film scene to downtown Frederick. And the proof of concept of that is the feature film that I just finished principal photography on, and I'm working now on post-production on yeah. Leda. Okay, so it's called Leda. I'm, I'm interested because when we first talked, uh, you said it's also filmed in 3D? Yes. 
me and my co-writer, we were kind of shooting around the idea. So Leda is a Greek myth. It's called Leda and the Swan, an iconic uh, image from classic art. It's basically almost its own genre. It's, many of the big names in art have done a Leda and the Swan piece. So he had painted a Leda and the Swan piece, thought it would be a cool idea to kind of adapt into something of our own. And I was looking for an idea for a film. And so we decided to do that. I was just getting tied in with Area 31 here. We figured we had multiple cameras. Why not try to take it to the next step and use two cameras at a time, one for the left eye, one for the right eye, and shoot it in 3D. Try to use 3D as another storytelling element. We start to increase the depth as the characters lose touch with their set surrounding reality and such. It made it for a big struggle in shooting because everything kind of took twice as long and twice as much equipment. But I think it's going to be interesting because I haven't really seen many films that use 3D as more than just a, a gag. Yeah, not not a lot of characters in yours probably going, hey, and throwing stuff in the camera or doing high fives or something like that. Exactly, exactly. It's, I use it more as a window into into a world that starts to expand. And like I said, pulling things apart in 3D space so we can kind of have almost a subliminal experience of the connectivity between things in the screen. What kind of effect does 3D work have on the editing process? Like when you guys are doing color grading and other kind of stuff like that, have you found, is there more complications that come to 3D or is it just, you're just doing the same work twice? Basically the same work twice. And then you have to just make sure all the alignment and stuff. It adds several more steps with the editing. I basically, right now I'm still in the phase of working out my picture lock, getting to what the film's going to be, but I'm working in a 2D timeline with just one of the eyes. Then I'll have to do that again and match that exactly with the left eye. And then from there i'll have to go into each clip and do their horizontal alignment to set the depth and the alignment to the right spot and then once we go to color correction we'll have to color not only the scenes to match shot to shot but also the eye to match exactly shot to shot or else it'll throw people off because their eyes will be seeing different levels of color and light and such so it does make it a lot more tedious and there's a whole nother step pretty much in every step of the process but I'm trying to figure out the pipeline right now and the most efficient way to do that. So people will be able to see this at Area 31 at some point, maybe later this year, early next? So our plan is to wrap it all up and have a finished product by January. Right now we're working to get it sent off to sound design and composer while I finish the edit and start to get it ready for color correction. We'll be having small test screenings, but unfortunately with some of the bigger film festivals, because the next step after we finish it is obviously trying to get it into some of the larger festivals and from there shop it around and hopefully get it into a distributor that can show it. Since it's in 3D, the real hope is to get it shown in you know as many theaters as possible so people can see it on the big screen in 3D. And then we shot it all in 6K, so you know watching on a computer monitor isn't really going to do it justice. But that being said, most of these larger festivals require premiere status, so that's going to tie our hands for a little while. But I'm hoping, you know, after we get through half of next year, we'll actually be able to have a larger local premiere, whether that be somewhere like the Weinberg, and we bring in 3D-capable equipment or have to reach out a little farther to somewhere that has that already in. We do have 3D capability here, but... I think we're going to use the space primarily for more of the test cast and crew screenings and stuff. What are some of your influences to give uh, people an idea of your kind of film style? I really like the movie magic of John Cocteau, an old French director and poet and artist. He does a lot of in-camera effects, and so I'd say... I kind of got into that style before I even found him, but he reflects a lot of my style of doing things. I'm hugely inspired by classic films. The other thing about this movie, there's no talking in the movie. Oh, it's a silent um, film. 
technically not a silent, but you could call it one. There will be natural ambiance and sound effects, but it's almost like every scene plays in between a conversation. I, I did that because not only did I want to force myself to tell a story without the crutch of dialogue, but I wanted to kind of hark back to some of the methods they were using in silent filmmaking, tell the story and be more cinematic about it and less, more showing, less telling. I can't say I'll necessarily achieve it completely, but um, definitely trying to make a proving grounds for myself or training grounds at least. Certainly an interesting idea. Actually, I'm kind of curious, where do you fall... Do you have any opinion on the whole uh, film versus digital debate you hear every now and then? Yeah, it's interesting because I think, obviously, I'm shooting all digital right now. And I love the convenience of it. And I love the potential that it's providing that anyone can tell a story potentially for less money. We don't have to invest in film stock and invest in film processing anymore. Although I think aesthetically, there's still an organic element to shooting on film. And I look forward to the next time I get to shoot on film. I did learn on 16 millimeter, which I think is a great learning grounds for anyone if they're trying to learn this, because you're forced to learn the hard things. You can't just look at a screen and know that it's there. You need to get it right because you're not going to see it until it comes back from the processors. I love film, but I think digital is opening it up and letting us break away from from Hollywood and major studios that have all the money, and now more artists have the potential to speak. I had no idea when I heard about you guys that you were connected to the 72-Hour Film Fest. Has this been since the start? So, yes. I actually wasn't here at the founding of Area 31, but Clark Klein, founder of the 72 Film Fest, was one of the founding members of Area 31. And we basically are partnership, collaboration, It's Archive Media, which is the rental and production house, and then it's 72 Film Fest, fall under this Area 31. And we all kind of help program and help make Area 31 kind of a thing that happens throughout the year, kind of try to keep the wheels flowing. But yeah, 72 Film Fest is actually coming up next month. For those that don't know about it, you get three days to make a movie. You get criteria based on the given theme of the year, and then teams take that out. They have to write, shoot, edit, and eventually turn in the film. All that happens the first week of October. And then the following week on Friday, we screen them all over at the Weinberg. And on Saturday, we screen all the finalists and have an award ceremony. And it's pretty big to do considering a lot of people I talk to still haven't even heard about it potentially. Yeah, I was in that uh, last year. A friend of mine said, hey, you want to go to the 72-Hour Film Fest? I had never heard of it, and it was an absolute blast. I love the the mix of, I think we call it the professional tier and the amateur tier. of Right. We actually have three tiers, professional, amateur, and student. So it all depends on, you know, if someone on your team actually does this for a living, then you're pro, amateur not, and student if you're in student team. Some of the prize categories any team can win, and then there's also ones that you're judged against the people within your own tier. And I was actually real relieved if you go to the 72-Hour Film Fest website, you post all the films afterwards online, right? Yep, yep. Uh, This year, I believe, it might have been last year, but I believe this year was the first year we finally got a full database of all the past films. So you can dig in and actually see, you know, winners, non-winners. And on the 16th of this month, they're actually showing a collection of winners over at Everetti Square. They're having uh, an outdoor screening to try to lead into the fest. Have you guys determined, because last year it was tarot cards, I think, have you determined this year's theme? Yes, this year's theme is Constellation. Oh, okay, so you let people know the general idea, they just don't know which one they're going to get until the week of? Pretty much, yep. Is uh, registration already wrapped up? I saw the website said that you guys had a ton of submissions this year. Yeah, we've got over 40 teams already, but registration is not done. Anyone can still sign up. You just have to go to 72fest.com. Are you going to run out of Constellations with 40 teams? 
No, no. Uh, we've been using a mixture of the Greek and others. I'm not in charge of setting up all the constellations. I do some of the visual works after they got them picked. I have yet to get my list, create the criteria from, but... Uh, looks like we'll have enough, and some of the classics we might have a few teams receive. Okay, so and then in a much shorter version of that, I I just found out about this yesterday when I did a little bit of research. You guys do a seventy-two second film fest too, right? So the seventy-two second is something new from we started last year, and that's actually in partnership with the Downtown Frederick Partnership. They do their movies on the creek, which you may have heard of. And so the 72 Second Film Fest is something Clark kind of thought up as when they approached him for wanting to show pieces before the movie. So it's kind of like where trailers would be. Instead, it's pieces that are selected from those teams that turn in 72 second pieces. So every month we have a different team that's inspired by the movie that's going to play. And then the team has to make a movie that's 72 seconds long. And the final three or so gets shown before the film on the creek. Oh, who decides the final three then? We actually pass it over to the Downtown Frederick Partnership to vote on. Okay, because we, uh, I will admit here at the station, there are a couple of us who are like, oh, 72 seconds about magic? We can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, you should. This is the last one of those, right? Yes, I believe so. Until next year. You have that, then you have the 72 Film Festival. Is there anything that happens during winter, or is that just uh, just standard things? So those are the standard things, and then basically we'll just keep our screening series going. We were doing one week a month over at Sky Stage, being like a sister screen, but for the winter we'll be all back in here with our Cinema Mondays, which is what we call the Monday free movies. And then just various things. Like I said, anyone can also rent the studio. We've had everything from photo shoots to uh, baby showers here, so we welcome anyone to kind of transform the space into their own, whatever that may be. How many music videos have been filmed in Area 31? I'd say three. But we have had some very interesting shoots, especially some of the companies that work for Discover Channel and some of those channels that have the uh, scorned X shows and stuff. We've had some interesting stuff. Samurai oh. Swords and Death. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty funny. We, we always want more people to see it. So uh, let me give you one final question, because I, I always have to try and rope my silly stuff into every interview I do. Sure. I'm currently trying to be adult adopted by Rob Lowe so I can be in his ghost hunting family show, The Low Files. <laughs> Is there anything I can do at Area 31 that can help with my quest? Well, I don't know. If they're, if they're accepting uh, application videos, we could definitely help you out with one of those. Ooh, there we go. Here we go. What advice would you have for filming in a haunted house? How would you deal with the low lighting? <laughs> well, it's in interesting. I actually shot part of my film in infrared, so you can always hack your camera to do that. Or you could go more of the security cam vibe, like paranormal activity and stuff. But it's tough. I mean, the cameras these days, to continue off of the digital revolution you were talking about, it's getting pretty crazy what some of them can capture. And like the Sony A7S, you can shoot in moonlight with the uh, exposures you can get on those things. Thank you for the advice. I will let you know if I get adult adopted by Rob Lowe. <laughs> Good luck, man. I've spoken to his personal shaman. He says I have a... Well, I don't have a shot at getting adopted. He feels like if I keep bugging them, I will get a cameo. But <laughs> let's keep the dream alive. Of course. If people want to reach out to you, Area 31, all the stuff you do, where should they be looking? So you can find us at facebook.com slash area31e because our address is 31 East Patrick Street or online at area-31.com. Perfect. Oh, is is that where 31 comes from? I guess I should have asked that question. What's the deal with the name? Is that referencing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our address is 31 East Patrick Street. So that's where they did the little playoff of Area 51 and made it 31. Okay, I will admit two people thought I was interviewing an alien today or something like that. <laughs> well, I guess we're all aliens of sorts. There we go. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Sam. All right. Thanks, Patrick.